section twenty eight of the book of a thousand nights and a night this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org read by ruhi huck the book of a thousand nights and a night section twenty eight when it was the eight hundred and fifty third night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that zainul mawasif's husband said to masrur excuse me a while till i fetch my cousins to witness the brother bond between me and thee then he went forth and privily returning behind the sitting-room there took his station hard by a window which gave upon the saloon and whence he could watch them without their seeing him suddenly quoth zainul mawasif to her maid sukub whither is thy master gone and quoth she he has gone without the house cried the mistress lock the door and bar it with iron and open thou not till he knock after thou hast told me answered sukub so shall it be done then while her husband watched them she rose and filling a cup with wine flavoured with powdered musk and rose-water went close to masrur who sprang up to meet her saying by allah the water of thy mouth is sweeter than this wine here it is for thee said she and filling her mouth with wine gave him to drink thereof whilst he gave her the like to drink after which she sprinkled him with rose-water from front to foot till the perfume scented the whole place all this while the jew was looking on and marvelling at the stress of love that was between them and his heart was filled with fury for what he saw and he was not only wroth with exceeding jealousy then he went out again and coming to the door found it locked and knocked a loud knock of the excess of his rage whereupon quoth sukub o my lady here is my master and quoth zainul mawasif open to him would that allah had not brought him back in safety so sukub went and opened the door to the jew who said to her what ail thee to lock the door quoth she it hath never ceased to be locked thus during this thine absence nor hath it been opened night or day and cried he thou hast done well this pleaseth me then he went in to masrur laughing and dissembling his chagrin and said to him o masrur let us put off the conclusion of our pact of brotherhood this day and defer it to another replied masrur as thou wilt and hide him home leaving the jew pondering his case and knowing not what to do for his heart was sore troubled and he said in himself even the mocking-bird disowneth me and the slave-girls shut the door in my face and favour another and of his exceeding chagrin he fell to reciting these couplets masrur joy's life made fair by all delight of days fulfilled of boons while mine the sorest grief displays the days have falsed me in the breast of her i love and in my heart are fires which all-consuming blaze yea time was clear for thee but now tis past and gone while yet her lovely charms thy wit and senses daze espied these eyes of mine her gifts of loveliness o oh, hard my case and sore my woe on spirit ways i saw the maiden of thy tribe deal rich old wine of lips like salsabile to friend my love betrays even so o oh, mocking-bird thou dost betray my breast and to a rival teachest love and lover ways strange things indeed and wondrous saw these eyne of me which were they sleep drowned still from sleep's abyss would raise i see my best beloved hath forsworn my love and eke like my mocking-bird from me a startled strays 
i truth of allah lord of worlds who whatso wills his fate for creatures works and none his hest gainsays for sure i'll deal to that ungodly wight his due who but to sate his wicked will her heart withdrew when zayn al muasif heard this her side muscles trembled and quoth she to her handmaid heardest thou those lines whereupon quoth the girl i never heard him in my born days recite the like of these verses but let him say what he will then having assured himself of the truth of his suspicions the jew began to sell all his property saying to himself unless i part them by removing her from her motherland the twain will not turn back from this that they engaged in no never so when he had converted all his possessions into coin he forged a letter and read it to zayn al muasif declaring that it had come from his kinsman who invited him to visit them him and his wife she asked how long shall we tarry with them and he answered twelve days accordingly she consented to this and said shall i take any of my maids with me whereto he replied take hubub and sukub and leave khutub here then he made ready a handsome camel litter for his spouse and her women to, and prepared to set out with them while she sent to her layman telling him what had betide her and saying o masrur and the trysting time that is between us pass and i come not back know that he had cheated and cozened us and planned a plot to separate us from each other so forget thou not the plighted faith betwixt us and i fear that he had found out our love and i dread his craft and perfidy then whilst her man was busy about his march she fell a-weeping and lamenting and no peace was left her night or day her husband saw this but took no note thereof and when she saw there was scant help for it she gathered together her clothes and gear and deposited them with her sister telling her what had befallen her then she farewelled her and going out from her drowned in tears returned to her own house where she found her husband had brought the camels and was busy loading them having set apart the handsomest dromedary for her riding and when she saw this and knew that needs must she be separated from masrur she waxed clean distraught presently it chanced that the jew went out on some business of his so she fared forth to the first or outer door and wrote thereon these couplets and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and fifty-fourth night she resumed it had reached me o auspicious king that when zayn al-muwassif saw her spouse summon the camels and knew that the march needs must be she waxed clean distraught presently it chanced that the jew went out on some business so she fared forth to the first door and wrote thereon these couplets bear our salams o dove from this our stead from lover to lover far severed bid him flow me ne'er cease to yearn and mourn o'er happy days and hours for ever fled eke i in grief shall ever mourn and yearn dwelling on days of love and lust he had long was our joyance seeming a to last when night and morning to reunion led till croaked the raven of the wold one day his cursed cloak and did our union dead we sped and left our homestead dark and void its gates unpeopled and its dwellers sped then she went to the second door and wrote thereon these couplets o who passes this doorway by allah see the charms of my fear in the glooms and make plea 
for me saying i think of the past and weep yet boot me no tears flowing full and free say and fail thee patience for what befell scatter earth and dust on the head of thee and o'er travel lands east and west and deem god sufficeth thy case so bear patiently then she went to the third door and wept sore and thereon wrote these couplets fair softly masrur and her sanctuary thou seek and read what adoreth she ne'er forget love plight if true man how oft has savoured night's bitter and sweetest gree o masrur forget not her neighbourhood for with thee must her gladness and joyance flee but beweep those dearest united days when thou camest veiled in secrecy when for sake of us over farthest worn span the world for us for us dive in sea allah bless the past days ah how glad they were when in gardens of fancy the flowers pluck it we the nights of union from us are fled and parting glooms dim their radiancy ah this had lasted as hoped we but he left only our breasts and the rosary will revolving days on reunion dawn then our vow to the lord shall accomplished be learn thou our lots are in hand of him who on lines of skull writes our destiny then she wept with sore weeping and returned to the house wailing and remembering what had passed and saying glory be to god who had decreed to us this and her affliction redoubled her severance from her beloved and her departure from her motherland and she recited these couplets allah's peace on thee house of vacancy seized in thee all our joys all our jubilee o thou dove of the homestead ne'er cease to bemoan whose moons and full moons sorest severance dree masrur fare softly and mourn our loss loving thee our eyes lose their brilliancy would thy sight had seen on our marching day tears shed by a heart in hell's fragrancy forget not the plight in the garth's shade pledged when we sat enveiled in privacy then she presented herself before her husband who lifted her into the litter he had made for her he had let make for her and when she found herself on the camel's back she recited these couplets o lord empty house to thee peace decree long we bore therein grows growth of misery would my life thread was sworn in that safe abode and o night i had dined in mine ecstasy homesickness i mourn and my strangerhood irks my soul nor the riddle of future i re would i what shall i ever that house re-see and find it as erst home of joy and glee said her husband o zain al-muassif grieve not for thy departure from thy dwelling for thou shalt return to it ere long inshallah and he went on to comfort her heart and soothe her sorrow then all set out and fared on till they came without the town and struck into the high road whereupon she knew that separation was certain and this was very grievous of her and while such things happened masrur sat in his quarters pondering his case and that of his mistress and his heart forewarned him of severance so he rose without stay and delay and repairing to her house found the outer door padlocked and read the couplets she had written thereon upon which he fell down in a fainting fit when he came to himself he opened the first door and entering read what was written upon the second and likewise upon the third doors wherefore passion and love-longing and distraction grew on him so he went forth and hastened in her track till he came up with the light caravan and found her at the rear while her husband rode in the van 
because of his merchandise when he saw her he clung to the litter weeping and wailing for the anguish of parting and recited these couplets would i vote for what crime shot and pierced are we through the days with its strangement's archery o my heart's desire to thy door i come i came one day when high waxed mine in expectancy but i found the home waste as the wold and void and i plained my pine and groaned wretchedly and i asked the walls of my friends who fared with my heart in pawn and in pendency and they said all marched from the camp and left an ambush sorrow on hill and lea and a writ on the walls did they write as write folk who keep their faith while the walls are three now when zayn al-mawasif heard these lines she knew it was masrur and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and fifty-fifth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when zayn al-mawasif heard these lines she knew it was masrur and wept she and her handmaids and said to him o masrur i conjure thee by allah turn back lest my husband see us twain together at her words he swooned away and when he revived they took leave each of other and he recited the following couplets the caravan chief calleth loud o night ere the breeze bear his cry in the morning light they girded their loads and prepared to fare and hurried while murmured the leader white they sent the scene on its very side as their march through the valley they expedite after winning my heart by their love they went o morn when their track could deceive my sight o my neighbour fair i reck it ne'er to part or the ground be dewed with my tears to sight woe betide my heart how hath severance hand to heart and vitals death bane and blight then he clung to the litter weeping and wailing while she besought him to turn back and mourn for fear of scorn so he came up to her hodage and farewelling her a second time fell down in a swoon he lay an hour or so without life and when he revived he found the caravan had fared forth of sight so he turned in the direction of their wayfare and scenting the breeze which blew from their quarter chanted these improvised lines no breeze of union to the lover blows but morn he maketh burn to fire with fiery woes the zephyr fans him at the dawn of day but when he wakes the horizon lonely shows on bed of sickness strewn in pain he lies and weeps he bloody tears in burning throes for the fair neighbour with my heart they bore mid travellers urging beasts and cries and blows by allah from their stead no zephyr blew but sniffed i as the white on eyeballs goes and snuffed the sweetest south as musk it breathes and on the longing lover scent bestows then masrur returned mad with love longing to her house and finding it lone from end to end and forlorn of friend till he wet his clothes after which he swooned away and his soul was like to leave his body when he revived he recited these two couplets o spring camp have ruth of mine overthrowing my abjection my leanness my tears are overflowing waft the scented powder of breezes they breathe in hope it cure heart of a grief ere growing then he returned to his own lodging confounded and tearful eyed and abode there for the space of days such was his case but as regards the jew he journeyed on with zayn al-mawasif half a score days at the end of which he halted 
at a certain city and she being by that time assured that her husband had played her false wrote to masrur a letter and gave it to hubbub saying send this to masrur so he may know how foully and fully we have been tricked and how the jew hath cheated us so hubbub took it and dispatched it to masrur and when it reached its news was grievous to him and he wept till he watered the ground then he wrote a reply and sent it to his mistress subscribing it with these two couplets where is the way to consolation's door how shall console him flames burn evermore how pleasant were the days of yore all gone would we had somewhat of those days of yore when the missive reached then almost if she read it and again gave it to her handmaid hubbub saying to her keep it secret however the husband came to know of their correspondence and removed with her and her two women to another city at a distance of twenty days march thus it befell zain al mosif but as regards masrur sleep was not sweet to him nor was peace peaceful to him or patience left to him and he ceased not to be thus till one night his eyes closed for weariness and he dreamt that he saw zain al mosif come to him in the garden and embrace him but presently he awoke and found her not whereupon his reason fled and his wits wandered and his eyes ran over with tears love longing to the utterest gat hold of his heart and he recited these couplets peace be to her who visits me in sleeping fantasy stirring desire and growing love to utmost degree verily from that dream i rose with passion maddened for sight of fairest phantom come in peace to visit me say me can dreams declare the truth anent the maid i love and quench the fires of thirst and heal my lovesick malady anon to me she is liberal and she stains me to her breast anon she soothes mine anxious heart with sweetest pleasantry from off her dark red damask lips the dew i want to sip the fine old wine that seemed to reek of musk's perfumery i wondered at the wondrous things between us done in dreams and won my wish and all my will of things i hoped to see and from that dreamery i rose yet ne'er could hope to find trace of my phantom save my pain and fiery misery and when i looked on her a morn twas as her lover mad and every eve was drunken yet no wine brought jollity o breathings of the northern breeze by allah from hibir them wards the greetings of my love and best salams that be say them the white with whom he made that plight of fealty time with his changes made him drain death's cup and slain is he then he went out and ceased not to weep till he came to her house and looking on it saw it empty and void presently it seemed to him that he beheld her from before him whereupon fires flamed in him and his grief redoubled and he fell down a swoon and shahrzad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say End of section 28